City of Heroes podcast, episode 34, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the City of Heroes podcast, a resource for the casual heroes gamer. Your hosts, Shooch and Viv, are here to explain basic and advanced features of COH, as well as give tips and answer your questions about this great MMO. Hello, COHers. CO, COXers. COXers. Can't forget those villains. Can't forget them. It's <laughs> impossible. This is Chooch. And this is Viv. And this is a continuation, well, part two of our previous episode 33, which had news, yes. etc. And this is the feedback that we had received up to then, as well as Accolade Spotlights. Yes. So, yes, it's getting to you a few days late. If you listen to End of the Blender podcast, you'll find out why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we did want to drop this in as a special intro because we just found out that we will be able to offer a new contest. Yes. So in this episode, you have feedback and comments. Mm -hmm. And in a few days, hopefully by the end of the week at the latest, we will have a new episode in the feed for you with contest details contest details and of course news of course news and specifically i13's been announced exactly. so we'll have details on i13 yes so we appreciate your patience yes indeed it'll be worth it you said indeed i thought <sighs> we banned that sorry okay all right forgive you <laughs> hugs and kisses baby <laughs> so here's feedback and comments which is part two of last week's episode we're very sorry for the delay we appreciate your patience and don't give up on us because we've got some cool stuff for you in the next episode. <laughs> Promise. Know that. So enjoy. And now we have Accolade Spotlight. I have two Accolade Spotlights. Yes. So they're rather brief. And it's been a while, so I figured we'd throw an extra in there. It's <laughs> y'all been so good. Double duty. Church said dude. <laughs> the first is the Task Force Commander Badge. The description says you have successfully completed each of the task forces given out by the Freedom Phalanx. Yay, you! This gives you plus 5% hit points. Yeah. And access to military epaulets. Sound it out. D-P-A-U-L-E-T-S. That's like a military term, so... It's the little shoulder brush I know things. what they are. I don't know I'm telling the other people. Is that how you say it? Epaulets? Epilepsy? We're waiting for your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I, clearly, I was not in the military. <laughs> no. And I swear, I bet... It, that's a French word. That's got to be a French word. Looking at me all accusatory. It has to be. So, access Shoulder to decoration. military epaul 
At the tailor. I would guess it's epaulets. But those are the, it's the shoulder decorations. Mm-hmm. Y'all know. Shoulder tassels. <laughs> shoulder pasties. <laughs> Which I have badges. never, I don't think I've ever seen anybody have those on their costume. Have you? No. Like literally never. Huh. Interesting. So anyways, go ahead. So as stated, the accolade power is a increase of 5% health. Mm-hmm. And to receive this badge and this power it's essentially completing these six different task forces mm-hmm. so you need six different badges positron's ally badge <laughs> synapse's cohort sister psyche's comrade citadel's assistant manticore's associate and numina's compatriot yes what's your least favorite task force babe is it posi it's gotta be posi Yes. <laughs> it has to be positive. Yeah. I was I wish I had like a different point of view, but yeah. I since <laughs> since we've done almost every single task force that we've done like together, that mm-hmm. Positron one, there was one time that we ran it. We restarted it like five different times yeah. with different characters, different configurations, different numbers of people. We tried to crack the code and we just gave up. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> It was a couple of hours of just pain. It's just long and tedious. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all exciting. The second that we're going to discuss is the Conspiracy Theorist Badge. You have uncovered Kray's Conspiracy. (gasps) Yeah, you. One that has been choking Paragon City for years. As a souvenir, you have kept a Kray pistol for your own personal use. Mm Mm-hmm. So, it includes an inherent power, the Cray CBX-9 pistol. Ranged, moderate damage over time, cold damage. Foe immobilize, reduce speed, and reduce recharge. The Cray CBX-9 pistol immobilizes your target and an icy trap. Deals some damage over time and slightly slows the target's attack and movement speed, even if they break free from the immobilization. The Cray cryo pistol is extremely accurate but it can only fire once every 25 minutes. Yeah, that's one I save for AVs. Yeah. That's one of the ones that I unload. We we find an AV and I go pow, pow, pow on my accolade powers, and that's one of them. It requires you to have six different badges to get it. Mm-hmm. Four of them are exploration badges. The Birdwatcher badge in Galaxy City, Crayfish badge in Eden, Cray Havoc badge in Independence Port, Cray Watcher Badge and Cray's Folly requires an, uh, the Doctor's Ally Badge, which is an accomplishment badge. Finish the Investigate the Hacker known as the Doctor Mission from Gordon Stacy in Brickstown. Mm, that's a fun... I've said it before. That's a fun story arc. Mm-hmm. And the Infiltrator Badge, which is an achievement badge received by defeating 100 Cray Paragon Protectors. Ouch. You moment of glory wielding bastards. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They can be difficult if you don't take them down fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually was teamed with our friend, our scrapper. And, um, well, one of our scrapper friends. We actually have mm-hmm. several friends that play scrappers. And I was on my illusion empathy controller, mm-hmm. and I was deceiving them. Nice. I would deceive the Paragon Protector, and then they couldn't pop Moment of Glory, and we took them down in no time. 
Very nice. Good Although I tip. I think our scrapper friend was not thrilled because there was it was just standing there. It would like take down <laughs> other stuff, which is stealing XP. Oh right. But to me, the amount of time that you spend taking down a Paragon Protector after mm-hmm. they pop Moment of Glory, yeah. you could take down two or three other guys in the next group. Mm-hmm. So mm, you know, to me, it was yeah. And it's just well, painful as a healer. Particularly if you're farming for the, just these hundred to get the badge. Exactly. That's a great tip. Yeah. Thank you. Happens every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I'll deceive anything. <laughs> I'm like, what is this going to do? Oh, good. It's bubbling us. Yeah. Now you know my pain. <laughs> <laughs> I would never deceive you, baby. Aww. You're the one thing I would never deceive. <laughs> Next up are voicemails. Voicemails. Yay. And here is the first voicemail. All right. Holy freaking boy, Peepsy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to call that one in. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, anyways. I live in Charlotte. I know where that bookstore is. Nailbunny's going to get himself a signed copy. <laughs> Told you it's Nailbunny. Nailbunny always wins. Except for those times when he doesn't win and he gets massive debt. <laughs> That's never fun. Like a whole experience bar full of debt, you know? <laughs> At least there's a badge for it, I guess. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> Anyways. So how it... Oh, God! <laughs> I hope now Bun is okay. And... Kazuntite. We'll have to. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're okay. We'll have to check with Mer and make sure he makes it to the book signing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she'll know. <laughs> I'm nobody. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, have fun at the at the book signing. We're jealous. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> and please let us know if you're okay because it sure sounded like you were hit by a car or something. <laughs> Our second voicemail. Hey, Chooch and Viv. Uh, my name's Mike. I'm a longtime player of City Heroes, City of Villains, and uh, sort of new fan of the show. I was listening to your feedback episode and the whole discussion about Striga, Striga, Isle, how to pronounce it correctly, and I wanted to weigh in. Um, if it's what I think it's supposed to be named after, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one, the correct pronunciation would be Striga. And the reason being is it's named after Chooch. You are pretty close on your assumption. Striga was a Roman mythological monster very similar to a vampire, which would tie into the fact that you fight a lot of vampires there. So if, if that's the connection they were trying to make, it would be cor- correctly pronounced Striga, although I never really fault anyone for pronouncing anything in the game wrong. But I just <laughs> wanted to let you know, keep up the good work. Love the show. Bye. All right. Thank you. Yeah. But Chooch broke my brain, and now I think of it as Striga. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I ever think of it now is Striga. <laughs> but I'm going to keep saying Striga. <laughs> and... Because I, I am a creature of habit. <laughs> and I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> we'll just have to see. Let's take bets. But thank you for the call. It's very cool that we Let's go to the nasty interest. council zone of pain. Or Striga. Stupid caves. <laughs> oh, yeah, those council <laughs> cave missions drive me crazy. How about you, Mike? Do they drive you crazy, too? They drive me crazy. That water room of just... The water room is the pit. It's so monotonous. All right. 
I guess it's not monotonous if your team keeps wiping because you end up on different levels. That's not really the definition of monotonous, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Frustrating? Maybe that's the right word. Yeah. There is one more voicemail recording. Cool. Though, though it's not an actual voicemail voicemail, it was attached as a file to an email. Still cool. And it has a little bit of a email explanation to go along with it. Okay. The sound file and email were from Criswell, subject City of Nupples podcast. <laughs> Love the show. When it comes to COX, hopefully this will be the last word on Nupples. Mm, not possible. <laughs> but someone else is likely to further beat this already long dead horse. <laughs> Love the show. Keep it up. Actually, Cheyenne Wright, we were beating that dead horse last night in the podcast Global Chat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. If you create right nipple, I'll create left nipple. All right. <laughs> Here's the, the audio file. Welcome to the City of Nipples podcast. <laughs> this is your guest announcer, Crisbone. Your hosts, Chooch Nupples and Viv Nupples, are here to tell you all about the city of Nupples. You'll learn everything from beginner to expert. So let's begin with a totally fraudulent news announcement. Today, Cryptic Studios and NCSoft announce the beginning of the city of Nupples. City of Nupples will be automatically added to all accounts for city of heroes and city nice. of villains. All new areas, all new archetypes, all new epic archetypes, all new powers, all new, 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 new. Wow. And that's what we want, isn't it? All new, 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 and all nubbles all the time. <laughs> that's what I thought. All nubbles all the time. As he was reading that. Nice. There we go. Nicely done. Thank you. Thank you, Criswell. <laughs> so he has iTunes review. Yay. From Gravity X. Five stars. Cool. Chooch and Viv provide an in-depth podcast experience that will satisfy the palate of not only noob gamers, but experienced ones as well. Mm. They also provide a very funny and relaxed atmosphere that relieves this experienced COHCOV gamer of many a headache after a long day at the office. Kudos to you, Chooch and Viv, and keep up the fantastic work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Awesome. And that makes iTunes review number 48. Ooh. You know what 48 iTunes reviews makes me want? Um. 50. <laughs> Two more to make an even nice round 50. I had a feeling. I are greedy. And this reminds me. Does it? We probably should have said something up front at the very top of the show. Yes. Oh, right. Under podcast business. We are officially... A finalist. Parsec Award. Finalist. 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 Out of all of the gaming podcasts that got submitted for nomination to the Parsec Awards, we made the final five. The short list. We are on the short list. We've heard people refer to it as the Parsec short list. <laughs> because then you, first you have the long list of all the people that are submitted. Mm -hmm. And then apparently there's another list that not right. everybody the official gets official nominees. Right, that get asked for submissions, which we were. Mm -hmm. And then we made the shortlist. And I think there's five other podcasts in our category. Woot. And the awards ceremony will be at DragonCon, which we will not mm, be attending. Be we tried, but it's a time and money fail. It's just yeah. too expensive. We would literally have to 
drive there on Saturday morning, attend the awards, lose, and drive right back. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like 20 hours of driving to be there for a couple of hours. Yeah. Or overnight, which we really we really would have to turn right around and come home because we've got kids starting school on Tuesday. So <laughs> we just can't do it. So yeah. yeah, we can't do a Susan Lucci and lose in, in person. <laughs> we'll have to lose from home. <laughs> yeah, Susan Lucci, don't you have to lose multiple times? Like 19. Wow. She lost like 19 times, I think. Which, of course, Scott Sigler is the current Susan Lucci of Susan Lucci. the Parsecs. Yeah. <laughs> He's been nominated every year there's been a Parsec, and he hasn't won yet. Which is crazy to me, because he's just been revolutionary for podcasts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, you know, future Dark Overlord can't have everything his way. (laughs) At least until he's ascended. Yeah, until he's the Dark Overlord rather than just the future Dark Overlord. Then every year there will only be one Parsec (laughs) winner. (laughs) And it will be him. In all categories, including Best Gaming Podcasts. And of course, the uh, Always On Time Award. Because his podcast is never late. It is always exactly when it's supposed to be released. In the 24 years he's been podcasting. (laughs) As he likes to say. Nice. (laughs) So, yeah, we're very, very, very honored. Because now we can say Parsec Awards finalist. Yeah, and there's like an official icon we can put on the site. Oh, I I want what, baby? Can we put it on our t-shirt design? (laughs) I suppose we could. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> for just us though because nobody else cares <laughs> yeah paro what i mean it'd be like if i won like an emmy or an oscar i'd just have a picture of me holding it at the awards on a shirt that's all i would wear <laughs> or i'd have like my assistants carrying a blown up picture of that behind me as i wore some designer gown it'll all be right. the same thing if we win the parsecs you're gonna have to walk around behind me gotcha yeah Duly noted picture of us in our pajamas going what we won <laughs> holy cow so next we have next we have emails since I'm apparently done with that tangent for now. <laughs> First email is actually a continuation from Chris Wells' audio submission. As he continues on and says, "Could you guys comment on the recently announced DC Universe Online? Apparently, you can run fast enough that your momentum will enable you to leap tall buildings in a single bound. I've also heard that anything and everything can be interacted with. For example." A villain can throw a bus at you. You can catch it, electrify it, and throw it back. Zapping him or her, even if he or she catches the bus. I wish we could pick up the trucks and throw them around. Could this type of interaction doom COX to just another MMORPG? Your thoughts, thanks. Sure it could. Oh, with a special note. If you see a character with a hero's name containing Chriswell... C-R-I-S-W-E-L-L on Protector or a similarly named villain on Pinnacle. It's a good bet that I'm behind it. Perhaps even Chriswell Nupples may join you on Guardian for a meetup. <laughs> well, in my opinion, Chriswell, it is entirely possible for COX to be pushed to the back burner as a new superhero MMO emerges. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a lot to blast us out of this game. <clears throat> but that's not saying we won't try out the other games. Because I think that's one of the things that would make this podcast more legitimate is if we mm-hmm. had like competitors to try out and say, well, we still think this is the best one. Sure. So we'll try them. And, and so there's two big ones coming. Champions there's Online. Champions Online and then this new DC Universe, which I recently saw a video for. I don't remember if Viv saw it or not. But Viv doesn't remember either. 
So it was a video that was actually captured at a recent convention, and it was in the Sony booth, because Sony's Sony Online Entertainment is releasing it, and it was showing the actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. And pretty cool looking. Very yeah. fast-paced action. It mm-hmm. is much closer to an action console game than an MMO. Gotcha. He And he was actually playing with the PS3 controller. And it's definitely an MMO? It is a massively multiplayer, yes. It is a persistent world, which is the hallmark of a massively multiplayer. When, you know, things happen in the world, they stay that way, within reason. <laughs> so will it be played through PS3, or will it be played It's going to be a dual release. It okay. will be PS3 and computer. It is still unclear if all of the PC players will be in their own servers, and the PS3 players will be on their own servers, or if they'll be fully interactive together. Similar, I think that Champions Online is being released dually on Xbox 360 and when... No, I may have that mixed up. No, the Marvel Universe was going to be dual on Xbox. Okay. And and it got canned and that's when Champions was born. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because Cryptic was creating the Marvel Online Mm. with Microsoft. Microsoft was a backer and Microsoft dropped out and then Marvel dropped out. And that's when... Cryptic bought the intellectual property for the Champions role-playing game, pen and paper-based game, and created Champions Online. Mm. And that's why they had a, as far as I know, that's why they had a preview video so fast of gameplay, because it was already being developed as the Marvel Online. So, dual release, PS3 and, and Windows, and the video showed a super speed character looked very similar to City of Heroes Super Speed, where they got the, you know, the gold stuff whizzing off their back because they're so fast. Only when the character ran towards a building, when instead of smacking into the building, he actually went straight up and over the building. Mm. So he stuck to the building. You could fight sideways on the side of a building. Oh, no, that's interesting. Yeah. And so he went running, and all of a sudden he was on top, and then he ran back down the other side of the building, back onto the street. And so that was pretty cool. And that did show him run over to a car and there was a bad guy and he picked up the car and threw it at the bad guy. Mm. So everything in the environment is interactive and destructible. Now, the first thing that popped in my head is like heroes don't really use their environment as weapons. They don't roll cars. And I was quickly corrected (laughs) by a friend. He said, no, heroes throw objects they just don't throw cars with people in them (laughs) yeah and that was the thing that occurred to me when you said they threw a bus at the hero and the hero electrified it and sent it back well hopefully they made sure there weren't any babies on board (laughs) so and like i said before i'm not really a comic guy but it just doesn't seem very heroly of to me to destroy public properly intentionally Mm. like as part of a battle yeah but i mean we see examples of that all the time yeah, where it's true. it's not help it's not something that can be helped mm-hmm. i mean look at all the, i mean all the superhero movies that have come out this year there's been massive property damage yeah so the graphics looked amazing the that travel stuff looked amazing the two things that give me pause one is that it is more action oriented it's more twitch base which is the same with champions mm-hmm. it's not the quick slots having powers queue queue up to trigger off Mm -hmm. it is more like a console game where the moment you hit the punch button your character punches and you have to be next to the thing you're punching you know to actually hit them 
And the problem with that in an MMO is when you have so many people, you have a lot of latency. Right. And the latency means it's that's the lag. That's why you get rubber banding. Right. The thing you do has to send that to the server. The server has to say, okay, you're here within this relation to that guy who's here. And then it has to send back, you know, whether you hit or not. All of that has to happen in, you know, in microseconds. And with most internet technology now, it just doesn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. And most games have this predictive technology where when you're headed in a certain direction, it predicts that you're going to be in this certain space, occupying a certain space in the next second. Mm-hmm. And it bases all the two hits and stuff on that. And that's why it flows pretty seamlessly. That's also why you can hit a teleporter, you know, be teleported on the other side, and all of a sudden a rock comes hitting at your head. Right, (laughs) from the other side. Right, because the game engine had figured out that you were going to be there and get hit before you actually hit the portal. So I think that that could really destroy the whole game. If every time you swing, you never hit because Mm -hmm. you're on a slower internet connection than the other guy. Right. That's just nothing but frustration. Yeah. So that could really destroy it. And the other thing is within, and then this was just a demo because they're developing it, but I didn't see any chat windows. I didn't see any team windows. Maybe they just haven't gotten that far in development. Mm-hmm. But for me, the big thing of MMO is the social aspect. Right. Without the social aspect, it's just another, another game. game. And since it's targeted at consoles, generally most people don't have keyboards hooked up to their consoles, which means it's going to fall on voice chat mm-hmm. and not text chat like you usually have. So I think that could really kill it, too, if they don't get the social piece right. Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that will not go to voice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Either it's because their kids and their parents won't let them. They don't want that out there that, oh, mm-hmm. this is a 12-year-old kid and not an adult. Or they just are shy or they don't want... I mean, right. we, we know people that refuse mm-hmm. to go to voice. Yeah. They're just, they're and just they're, shy. They're, and they're adults, yeah. They're comfortable typing, but yeah. that... Going voice is too personal. Yeah. And then on the other side with the kids, sometimes, you know, they can't talk because it's too late. And, you know, (laughs) one of our friends. Yeah. One of our regular playmates. Time for parents to go to bed. So you got to turn off the chat and you're on text only, which is fine. That's, you know. Yeah. It works just fine. They're not going to be a very happy teaming partner. Right. And then the other thing is the language barrier. Right. You have a lot of foreign English speakers. And if you can't understand them, they can. They can read and write English perfectly well, they but they can't, can't speak it very well. So, yeah. Well, you know what? We'll try it out. Mm-hmm. It is pretty. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love to get into the betas on those and give it a yeah. real... I mean, the beta only tells you so much, but yeah. we learn that. I learned... I know you've done betas before, but my first beta mm-hmm. was Lord of the Rings Online, and the game, as it stands a year after launch, is totally... Not totally different. Significantly different from mm-hmm. the from the closed beta that we did on it so and stylistically it looked a lot different than city heroes and a lot different than uh champions online champions online was definitely going for more of a comic booky look okay um this looked i guess i would think of it kind of like an if city heroes had an updated graphics engine where everything's shinier and you know gotcha the explosions are more explosiony and (laughs) (laughs) things are brighter and nice word use it sean (laughs) explosiony cool that's all I have to say about that. Well, and our loyalty is we're fans mm-hmm. of City of Heroes. We don't work for NCSoft. We don't get any kind of benefit for doing this from them. Mm-hmm. You know, the only tangible things that we've gotten is the Hero One interview. And a, I think we got a heads up on something that was coming out. Mm-hmm. 
But other, when we don't get t-shirts, we don't get our subscription paid. We don't have yeah. anything tying us to this game. It's just because we enjoy it. If mm-hmm. another game comes along, we're going to try it just so that we can speak on it knowledgeably. Absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> let the games go head to head. Never know. Yeah. This we... could turn into the Champions <laughs> Online Headquarters podcast. <laughs> Next email is from Brett with a subject praise and such. And whatnot. <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> Greetings, Chooch and Viv. First, I would like to thank you very much for your wonderful podcast for the Casual Heroes Gamer. COH is my first foray into the world of MMOs, and I was uber dubious of the entire concept. Mm-hmm. But if Discount Benz could bring me the belated joy of playing MOO2 Freedom Force, MOO2, I don't know what that is. And NWN, Everyone Nights, very cool game. Why not City of Heroes? Seriously, those are the only games I own. (laughs) (laughs) After several hours of missteps, loading new video card drivers, followed by even more missteps, and finally giving up on my second monitor. I feel your pain. (laughs) Though it's working great now. I was fairly certain I would not be playing past my first 30 days. But then I found your podcast lovingly created for all of us out here in the world of I don't know what I'm doing land (laughs) (laughs) and since have spent way too much time on the clock absorbing your accumulated knowledge so thanks and kudos for all your hard work our pleasure yeah on to praise for episode 31 journey into the heart of the shadow shard as usual well as usual can be said from someone who's only backtracked through a third of your podcasts. <laughs> you provided excellent and enticing information. I can't wait until I have a hero ready to get bounced around by all those gravity wells. Mm-hmm. It is pretty cool. Okay. And duke it out with the Rularu. <laughs> I would like to hear more about this moral compass of Vivs. Did it come in a box of cracker jack? <laughs> Some would say yes. <laughs> Perhaps a what makes a hero heroic discussion would go hand in hand with a Paragon City etiquette guide in a future podcast. Hmm. I think it would. Both interesting. <laughs> also recently listened to episode 25, Curse of the Banshee. <laughs> oh. It was nice to finally hear the offending mispronunciation in action. (laughs) (laughs) The one that started it all. That's right. (laughs) Don't worry, I've made the same mistake with words used more frequently in less obscure languages. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if Frost's Bite is still looking for other podcasts of interest, I recommend Escape Pod for readings of excellent science fiction and Mm. the occasional superhero short story. Mm -hmm. That's the one you listen to, right? Mm -hmm. Thanks again. I look forward to hearing... More of your take on the differences between knockback, knockdown, and knock up. <laughs> uh, yeah, Escape Pod I've been listening to since it launched. Um, excellent, excellent stories called from all over the place. Like mm-hmm. their, uh, I believe, 100th episode was a Ray Bradbury story. Wow. And one series of stories they've done, they've read three or four. I know it's a much bigger series. It's called uh, Union Dues, which is all about this superhero world oh, okay. and the heroes that work within it. And actually there was a new union do story on another podcast called clone pod that does sci-fi stories. Mm-hmm. That's actually produced by a couple teenagers. Awesome. Really well done. 
I have so much trouble staying up with our friends' podcasts and yeah. audiobooks. I <laughs> never make it to Escape Pod and Pseudopod and all those. And I'm way behind on so many podcasts, too. It's easier you for me. You have so many that you listen to. Yeah. Even with your long commute, babes, you yeah. have so many. I look at your list and I'm just like, bleh. <laughs> a gog. Yeah. I do have a lot. But like you said, I have a long drive. So Yeah. And I still fall behind. Yeah. But that's the great thing about podcasting. Sitting there waiting for you. <laughs> Next email's from Fire Cage. Subject of thanks. Hey, Vooch, or is it Chip? <laughs> I just wanted to say thanks so much. You've not only gotten me back into COX, you have made it more enjoyable for me than ever. Aww. Not a noob anymore. <laughs> Yay. Level up. Keep on rocking. Fire Cage, a firefire blaster on Virtue Server in the Astral Guardians SG. Awesome. Glad you're enjoying the show. Indeed. We had another email from Criswell, and he discusses the NCSoft game cards. Oh, cool. Which we had spotty information on, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's well, got some very specific information. Okay. I haven't heard you mention the NCSoft game cards on your show, which he must have missed that episode. That's okay. Because <laughs> we did, but we just didn't have, at the time, very much insight to it. Right. I thought I'd fill in some gaps. Cool. The forum's information goes from speculative to wildly inaccurate. <laughs> And even a post from Lighthouse has mistakes. Gasp, egads, horror. (laughs) (laughs) There are two types of cards for COH slash COV. And this is one of the things that was very confusing to me. Was the dedicated $20 card. Mm -hmm. Where we were saying, wasn't that more than the monthly? monthly? It is is more than the monthly. So Chriswell writes, I found it at Target in the Syracuse, New York area. Your mileage may vary. Mm-hmm. It's a card with a scratch-off code on the back, so it needs to be validated at the register when you purchase it. This is not in any way, shape, or form a trial account, but a full account with a one-month expiration. It comes with a bonus item called the LKT 1100 Rocket Pack. Oh, I may be wrong with the numbers and <laughs> letters. <laughs> Which shows up in your inherent powers but not on the enhancement screen, so it can't be slotted. When your 30-day time card expires, you lose the item. Mm. I find it functionally equivalent to Hover. Another $20 COHCOV card will extend the pack another 30 days. You also get a set of three other NCSoft game trial codes added to your account. If you are a current subscriber, it will push your next payment due date to the next month and will show any now-paid for future veteran rewards due to you and when on your play and see account page or city of heroes cov account page and the last four letters and numbers of the code shows up here also the 15 dollar play and see game time card can be used for any nc soft play to pay game okay again not a trial account but with no inherent in-game benefits and also good for 30 days you can use it for dungeon runners and it grants longer time Question marks, 90 days, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interestingly, the Play and See account screen does not show the last four letters and numbers of the code, hmm. but it does push you forward one month on your next payment. I will need to purchase one more of these cards to determine if my next due veteran reward shows up in here. I would expect it to, and I would too. The veteran rewards don't really seem to care how you give them the money as long as they get the money. <laughs> Around Syracuse, New York, these are available at Best Buy and come in an otherwise almost empty DVD case. The case has a trial codes card and an NCSoft catalog. The card is mounted on a piece of cardboard and, because it's shrink-wrapped in the case, 
does not need to be scratched off or validated at the register. I think that covers everything, and I apologize for the wordiness mm-hmm. <laughs> of this. You have my permission to put this on their forums and or read it, read a shortened version of the show. Ah, thanks. I thought that you couldn't earn your vet rewards in advance. Like, you could pay for a year oh, in right, advance, right, right. but you don't get that year's worth of vet rewards. Right. I agree with that. Mm. It just means that it counts towards right. vet time. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for all that information, Criswell. You are just a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> we thank you. And he actually followed that email up with another one that had some pictures of the cards themselves. Cool. Yeah. Wish you'd printed them off so I could see them or shown them to me on the monitor. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. So the, the play and see telling me about it. <laughs> <laughs> the play and see time card has pictures of the logos of all their different games and just says, you know, play and see across the top. Gotcha. And the City of Heroes card actually has the City of Heroes logo, villains logo, and has, you know, some characters displayed. I know on our forums Nail Bunny mentioned the the jet pack. Mm-hmm that he had had it and at first was kind of meh about it but on his villain it said it looks like he stripped it off a hero and strapped it on his back and then thought it was kind of (laughs) cool it's all about perspective so now we have comments comments all right in response to double trouble pictures pendant in our feed we put that pdf in there for t morris and also digital magic from the wonderful philippa ballantyne who we finally got to meet for dinner the other night yeah we finally got to meet pip very cool she is the most awesome of awesome even if i got lost on the way to the hotel <laughs> left her sitting outside for 20 minutes <laughs> nah, she didn't seem to mind we, it bought, nice her a, it's we winter. bought her a watermelon margarita and she seemed True. fine with it <laughs> told her well, i'd buy her a drink and i did it's winter back in new zealand so yeah. she's like it was nice sitting out in the, in the sun yeah <laughs> nice breeze yeah and she's been running and hopping from place to place since she hit the U.S., so I'm sure mm-hmm. a nice little moment where she was chilling was not terrible. <laughs> so the comment that we have for Pitcher's Pendant is Reality Bites saying, Guess I'll at least give them a look-see. Just a question, though. Why are they giving away whole copies for free when they want folks to buy? It's just an odd strategy in my mind. Sure, the electronic copy lacks a certain solidity, and that lovely dead tree smell a real book has but still anyways ah uh, great cast keep it up <laughs> well and we actually asked mer this question so mm-hmm. if you heard you heard mer's answer to that i know that t morris is really big on sharing and so mm-hmm. he puts it out there just like scott sigler did just like pip does they all kind of do that and i think it's it's part promotional obviously mm-hmm. and it's also part thank you Mm-hmm. For people that are listening to those podcasts or are in those feeds, it's a chance to see it and have the option to not have to buy it and still have the content, right. to still have the enjoyment of reading it. So, you know, yeah, it's part promotional easily because, you know, Pip was saying, for those that have read the PDF, please do an Amazon review. You know, the book was mm-hmm. launching that day and she said, if you had read the PDF, please do a review. So it does benefit them. Sure. And it can lead to them getting a greater presence on the Amazon book list, which gives them a greater presence in the publishing world and benefits all the patio authors. Yeah, I in the interview, Murr had mentioned that she considers herself as kind of a disciple of Cory Doctorow. And right. I've been reading Cory Doctorow's work for several years now, yeah. and he has always released everything 
for free, free yep. in text form on his website. Mm-hmm. And he's actually published by Tor, which is the largest sci-fi publishing company mm-hmm. anywhere. And he got Tor when he, they started publishing his book. He said, hey, I release everything on the web for free mm-hmm. and I'm going to sign with you, but I want to keep doing that. Are you okay with that? And they are like, you know, we'll try it. Mm-hmm. And they found that they had higher purchasing than they were predicting. Than they were predicting because okay. it was for, available for free. And what what one of the things Corey says is actually based on something that something that Tim O'Reilly, who publishes a bunch of a lot of computer books, mm-hmm. said, which is the biggest problem an author faces is obscurity not Mm -hmm. piracy right i'm paraphrasing because i know i said that wrong but yeah there are so many authors that nobody knows about at all yeah and if you give your stuff away and and it means so much more when a friend says i love this book you should try it Mm -hmm. and they hand a copy to you yeah than just reading the blurb on the back of the jacket and authors like scott sigler and jc hutchins had tried and tried to get their books published and they weren't getting anywhere with the publishers. They released the podcast for free 30 or 40,000 people listen to it and love it. Mm-hmm. And now they got publishing deals because of the podcasting audience. Yeah. So it, they're very grateful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, and one of the other things Corey doctor says is that basically piracy or people not buying stuff because it's available for free. Cause it's not even piracy really. It's mm-hmm. they're giving it away. It's a progressive tax on your popularity. <laughs> and that if people for the piracy side, if people care about you enough to give, to steal your stuff, then they're only doing it because of how much they like it. Right. And, uh, and that they'll share it. Mm-hmm. Cause we do. I mean, we've, we've been buying books on these launch days mm-hmm. for different authors. Yeah. And if we've already listened to them, then we're buying multiple copies mm-hmm. and giving them as gifts, you know? Right. And it's even then, you know, ripping them off and not ripping them off, but burning them off and giving out chapters to people, getting their interest going. You put it out there for free, but it does start up a whole kind of momentum behind you, a yeah. grassroots kind of thing of people that buy it. So it sounds counterintuitive, but giving it away actually increases sales. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It sure seems to. <laughs> Our next comment is from Country Boy. In response to episode 30, XPXP Hangover. Mm-hmm. Excellent cast. I enjoyed every minute of it. I had to miss the last meetup, but I have leveled Arclighter up and am ready to hit some caves. Keep up the mm-hmm. good work. And Country Boy was there at the yeah. last meetup. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Glad to see you there. Mm-hmm. And from Nod, in response to episode 31, News and Shadow Shard, yay, new half cast. (laughs) (laughs) And then another one, yay, I won something. (laughs) Boo, I have to work during the next next listener meetup. Mm, Sad face. Notes and alerts, good as usual, if not a teensy bit behind on some of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. (laughs) The Shadow Shard feature was interesting. Even though I have several level 50s, I've never been in there. Wow. (laughs) Now I might have to take a beat. Well, I sure hope you did. Yeah. Because it's fun in there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amazing. A lot of people have made similar comments on the forum or elsewhere and saying, you know, I've never gone in there. I need to try that. (laughs) It's so different than anything else. I don't think the game leads you there like it does some other zones. (laughs) So, you know. 
Skyrocket in response to episode 31. Great episode as always. I love the look of the shadow shard, but very rarely go there. I've never been able to get a full group together to do any of the task forces. And aside from that, the content seems very limited. It's a shame because this zone is so unique from anything else in the game and has the potential to be a really unique experience. Mm -hmm. I wish they would add more non-TF contacts and mission arcs to attract a bigger player base. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's almost kind of like maybe Samurai Zone where there aren't that many non-TF mm -hmm. contacts. But yeah, yeah that's something I, I'm kind of in a quandary about as well, being able to run those. Because we have like five people that we normally in our group run with. Mm -hmm. Six, if we have the luck of the sixth person being able to be on with us. And we haven't, I mean, it's to find the other two... It's really a stretch. Mm -hmm. And we always end up having to look at pickup players. So it's frustrating for sure. I, I get that. And from Zloth, also in response to episode 31, I really don't call the champions online or DC online direct competition. Mm. Yeah, they have superpowers, but other than that, they are completely different than City of Heroes or WoW or Conan. They are made for consoles without keyboards and are far more action slash Twitch oriented, like mm -hmm. you just said. Justin Augustine is the is not the super long TF. Justin Augustine is not the super long t TF. That's Quarterfields in Firebase Zulu, which mm. he's absolutely right. I'm afraid it's worse than simply being too long, too. It's flat out repetitive. For instance, four missions in a row to close portals. Same enemies, same tile sets, same requirements. Mm. There's actually one on the Hess Task Force that's like that, where you have to take down the was it communication satellites or something? There's something that you have mm. to take down. Four missions, one right after the other, where you're taking down this, taking down that. You take down mm -hmm. the fourth one, and then you can get a cell number to call him. Yeah. Justin's is actually pretty quick. It has some odd enemies, too. Bosses with question marks after their names, e.g. Agony Mage. <laughs> <laughs> Fathom's TF, Into the Storm Palace, is a really good one, particularly if you have a character you're ready to retire. There are guest appearances from almost every high-level group, and in the end, you get written into a legend. <laughs> awesome. From Camera Guy. Good show. It's always nice to hear what's changing in the game since I spend my available internet time while I'm on the road playing, not going through the COH forums. <laughs> I'll be at Gen Con during the next meet and greet, but I'll see if my schedule allows me to bring Enoch over for a little bit to at least say hi to everyone and observe as a normal citizen of Paragon City. <laughs> so hope to see you then. And I don't remember seeing him. I don't think you made it in. Nod in response to the Mer Lafferty interview. Yay, new interview cast. <laughs> <laughs> we said we wanted it, and by gosh, yep. he's delivering. <laughs> From Troy, a man can only drink so much maple syrup. Hickman. <laughs> Just something our nephew found out. Yep. <laughs> The hard way. The hard way. Arg, I'm still in Canada, and this public computer won't let me play the podcast or download it. Damn your eyes. Damn them straight to a nameless hell. Oh, and hi, everybody. I'm surprised Weak. you didn't say, and don't forget to vote for Twilight Guardian yeah. at <laughs> topcow.com. <laughs> From Danger Force, in response to the Mer Lafferty interview, yay, a special Mercast of COH Podcast. <laughs> Love her work as a writer, podcaster, and voice talent. Amen. Mm -hmm. She's just all kinds of awesome. Totally Airwolf. 
from Nail Bunny in response to the Mer Lafferty interview. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I will not sing this. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I want chooch. I want chooch. <laughs> I will not sing it. Uh, because if you could please sing this in the style of the Pointer Sisters, Viv, I'd really appreciate it. You don't want me to sing it. Trust that. You don't want me to sing it. I have a terrible singing voice. That is not true. Babes, that's true. <laughs> Come on. That is not true. You have a slightly, you know, your your opinion is a little colored with, you know, your love for me. <laughs> I have a terrible singing voice. Meanwhile, in a faraway land, COV, COH podcast shirt plus Mer Lafferty book signing equals fantastic forum post glamour shots of doom. <laughs> <laughs> If you were to wear your COH podcast shirt to her signing, oh, forget about it. That would be too, too, too awesome. <laughs> yes, we would need a picture. <laughs> picture didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> From Shadowbeam, in response also to the interview. Dang, I really wanted to ask about the dude that has fecal matter that shoots out of his hands. <laughs> How does that work exactly? Does he shoot it out of each finger? Does that include the thumb? Does he have to carry a little utility belt that has Charmin and little wet wipes in it? <laughs> does he ever go dry and then have to eat a lot to his, replenish his er, supply? <laughs> and most of all, what happens if somebody thinks that they are funny and slips him some Benefiber or a serious laxative? Does he have runny fingers? I know, I know. Oh, gross. But Murr started it by creating him. And great show, by the way. Can't uh, wait for more. And so if you haven't listening, listened to Playing for Keeps, you're probably intrigued by this <laughs> comment. Obviously, Shadowbeam is familiar with the book mm -hmm. because that is one of the character's powers. Yes. Fecal matter comes shooting out of his hands uncontrollably. Yes. He, it's not like, I want to shoot him with poo. It just happens. <laughs> so... Yeah, you really, you, you want to know more about this. So you should really either get the PDF out of the feed or purchase it tomorrow on <laughs> August 25th. Or you can listen to the podcast. And we're putting a link up so that people can easily get to it, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to put a link up to Amazon to Playing for Keeps. Absolutely. So you can easily clicky-linky-buy-y. Which ideally will be part of our new Amazon affiliate store. Oh, so. right. If they use our link. Yeah. Use our link. We get a kickback. <laughs> It's Get a like slice the action. One twentieth of one. Oh cent yeah, or it's something. like nothing. <laughs> and nod in response to episode thirty-two. Everybody with me, yay! New cast. <laughs> That's what you should have put on the shirts. Yay! New cast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also, this was a very good cast. She seems very interesting. In response to the interview, she seems very interesting, and you two did a good job keeping things moving along. Well, thank you. Yes, thank you. And yes, she is very interesting. <laughs> Another post from Maud. Meta yays. I'll be using that for something. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Two, I hadn't realized until this cast that inside Dark Astoria, it sounds like a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, knowing yep. is half the battle. Number three, if you were a comic person 100,000 years ago, wouldn't they have been comic caves? I need to pull out the cricket sound again. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just me or does Viv saying the only peach anything that I like sound just the tiniest bit naughty? <laughs> <laughs>
you people, I swear. <laughs> no? Now imagine if the conversation was in a strip club. <laughs> now you hear it too, right? The only peach anything that I like. <laughs> is peach? Melba. <laughs> Biscuit ever listens to these. Number five. Keep in mind my alter ego is a manager for Blockbuster, so if you need to know something about a movie, I can help. War Games. The Dead Code is a revision sequel type thing, not really a remake. From mm. IMDB. Computer hacker Will Farmer engages a government supercomputer known, named Ridley named Ripley in an online terrorist attack simulation. Little does Farmer know that Ripley has been designed to appeal to potential terrorists and certain glitches have made him become paranoid. Mm -hmm. P.S. The movie's horrible. Don't waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. We could make a vooched badge for people whom you've banned. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we have to ban somebody because we, we, we haven't banned anybody yet. Yeah, I know. We had a little scuffle on the forums a couple months ago, but that's cleared up. That's true. Yeah. But we never banned him. No. No, he left on his own accord. <laughs> and then changed all the forum posts to, what was it, edited by mo yeah. moderator or something? Trying to make it look like we removed all of his stuff yeah. when he actually did it to himself. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Yeah. And then number six, seven, I am so happy that Titan is back up and running. Managing my badges is a lot easier when you can look them up online and have the checklist there already made for you. Mm -hmm. Yay. Now we just need a new version of Hero Stats or... It doesn't seem to be linked to Hero Stats anymore. Oh, no. So, well, mine wants me to patch Hero Stats. I haven't, but it wants yeah, me I need to, to patch to Hero Stats. That. I, what I did is I logged in some heroes that haven't been on in a while yeah. with Hero Stats running, and it did not update the City Info Terminal Their badges page. Their rewards. But if I run the Titan client, the TNT software, mm -hmm. it updates them. So Great. <laughs> also, Nod says, I don't have or use iTunes. Do you have to have a subscription or, or anything like that to leave reviews? You have to have I, an account. Yeah, you have to have an iTunes account, mm -hmm. which I believe requires you punching in a credit card. Yeah, it does. It, I was it doesn't cost you anything. It's no. free. It only costs you if you charge and mm -hmm. it asks, it prompts you a couple times before you actually yeah. buy anything. But I think you do have to have a credit card to make an account. I know you have to have an account to leave it a review. Yeah. You should try to be our 50th review, Nod. <laughs> that would be worth the trouble. Probably not. But yeah. <laughs> we'd even post yay new review. Yay new review. <laughs> Ecliptic says, in response to episode 32 feedback, something I was going to leave on ep31 feedback but forgot. You can sell all your enhancements for maximum price at the store inside the Rickety War Zone. No running around needed. Ooh. Razzmatazz. I need to do that. You do. <laughs> that sounds a lot easier than running mm. around Talos. Yeah. Nail Bunny says, oh man, I really have to stop typing comments at 3 a.m. My last comment was about the NPCs complaining about their power sets since my Necro Dark has so many holds that stack I was saying, if I were NPC, I'd quit the game. <laughs> <laughs> also, no comic references. I'm just that random. For example, Cripes <laughs> McFugit. Yep, I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> we love you now, buddy. <laughs> From Fantastic Foe in response to episode 31, CNV. Okay, I hear this podcast, go on vacation to the beach, and return to find two new podcasts in the feed, Murr's Interview and the Feedback Cast. 
How can I keep up at this pace? Now I must listen twice as fast. Well, hopefully he didn't because yeah. it was a little <laughs> bleak <laughs> in the feed for a few days there. Anyways, thanks for covering the shard and the aspects of Rularoo. I would like to mention that even if you're not on a task force, it's worthwhile to head into the Chantry and the Storm Palace zones just to see the actual floating fortresses that give the zones their names. I need to do that. I don't know that I have. I think you did. I remember Do you playing like hide-and-seek around it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I need to do it again so I remember them more clearly. <laughs> it is quite a sight to see the Storm Palace. Isn't that one that we did late at night? And that might be why I don't remember. I kind of <laughs> yeah. tend to forget stuff when we do it at I've 2 a.m. I've got screenshots. So it must have happened. It did. <laughs> It is quite a sight to see the Storm Palace up close, a dark, forbidding spheroid of spiky granite being slammed by meteors. Just don't wander too close to the clouds of Lunaru, who appear to be appear preparing to assail the palace. You can get into the Chantry itself. You need to find a gap in the Chantry force field walls. Fight your way along the outer trench, stay on target, stay on target, <laughs> and activate one of the two miniature galaxies, which can be found in darkened, dead and corridors that head into the Chantry. The inside of the Chantry is a beautiful and impressive place, and I don't want to say any more about it. This info is probably old news to anyone who has done some of the Shard TFs, but I found the entry to the Chantry just by messing around, and I'm not ashamed to say I gasped when I got in. Mm. Best to all, Pat, a.k.a. Fantastic Foe. Very cool. I'm actually going to keep this so that I can go wander around in there, and <laughs> yeah. The next time I'm waiting for everybody to show up and sell off all their stuff, I can go play around in the Storm Palace. <laughs> yeah. Or the Chantry. There you go. Next, we have a comment from Star Sentinel in response to episode 32. Mm-hmm. Huzzah! Another hearty podcast thanking the loyal listeners, and we get to listen to our comments read back to us, causing us to listen more and post more to get read more so we can hear them and post more. To get read more so we can hear them and post more. To get read more so we can hear them and post more. Where does this awesome cycle end? It doesn't. <laughs> it never does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought my comments should additionally contain useful information, so I will give some of my endurance management tips. Mm. Always good. Number one, turn off that darn sprint power. Bind <laughs> your number one and number two keys, which are typically your most frequent powers, to additionally turn off sprint. Mm. Or yeah. one of those pretty prestige run powers. Accidentally keeping sprint on will burn your endurance down way too fast in a fight. I'll post how to here, but Vooch doesn't have to read it out loud. Listeners can come read. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, go there for the binds. <laughs> Number two, and this is in the comments section of the website, mm -hmm. the main cohpodcast.com, and then the comments site. And the comment specifically for episode 32. Right. Number two, slot your attacks with accuracy. A missed power is wasted endurance. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's kind of how we roll. We always slot accuracy. And we've said it a few times. Mm -hmm. We always slot accuracy before damage because... Right. Number three, slot endurance reducers in your attacks. The attackers are the major end suckers, so spend a slot putting reducer in them. Think of it this way. You'll go 30% longer before running out of endurance if you slot SOs. And number four, stamina and IOs are your friends. Franken-slotting for the win. <laughs> yep, thanks again for all you're doing. Now I'm off to buy a shirt and feed that donate button. <laughs> Thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah. Great tips, too. Thank you, thank you. 
And then another post from Fantastic Phone comments in response to the Mer Lafferty interview. Mm-hmm. It was nice hearing Mer's interview. At the risk of having Viv rename me Dumbtastic Doe. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit to not being a giant playing for keeps fan, but I liked the first part of the story alone well enough to want to own a copy. I'll snag mine on August 25th as directed. Thank you, Pat. I'm glad to hear that Tales of the Third Wave is still going on. I did enjoy some of them as I was listening to playing for keeps originally. Best wishes, Pat, a.k.a. Fantastic Foe. Yeah, it's there's some, there's new ones in the feed, and mm-hmm. I just listened to the Geek Survival Guide one, the one that Zach yeah. Rex did. <laughs> I so love Zach. I swear, yeah. he's so awesome. I love his podcast, Geek Survival Guide. If you guys haven't listened before, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. And actually, our tween loves it. We listened to like six episodes in the car the other day. He just <laughs> loves it. Mom, play another one like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> From Danger Force, in response to the Murr interview, previous post lover equals love. Left post on work day, so felt like 3 a.m. Postal employee, get up before the crack of dawn. Mm. <laughs> Poor thing. Yuck. From Ward Smythe, in response to episode 31. Excellent podcast, guys. Even though I've been playing for four years, I've never been to the Shadow Shard. I feel like such a noob. One of these days when I reach level 40, I'll go there to experience the gravity geyser goodness. Mm-hmm. The voice disguiser really made the podcast. It really added a layer of audio imagery to your reading. Looking forward to the listener meetup on Monday morning at 3 a.m. I'm an early riser, <laughs> so it's not much of a problem. I'll just be totally useless at work later that day. Oh, well, I just have a three-hour radio show to conduct. Even a drunk monkey can play music and put out the time and temperature. <laughs> Fear the wrath of Podkong, the vicious iTunes monkey. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I fortunately dodged all his barrels and springs in my latest batch of downloads. Lastly, cool. I wanted to personally say thanks to you guys for introducing me to Mer Lafferty's I Should Be Writing podcast. She has inspired me to get writing again, and after numerous rewrites, I hope to submit my first superhero short story, The Red Dress, very soon. I wanted to submit a question for her interview, but I got on it too late. Aw. Another one from Ward Smith. We have a couple here. So do you think you'll make this a habit? Two totally separate podcasts each week, one for news and info and the other devoted entirely to feedback. We don't know. We've kind of talked about it. Yeah, we've talked about it a little bit. And it's it's really only been out of necessity yeah. where it's there 10 was o'clock at night. Yeah, a lot more editing to do. And we think, well, it's better to just get you know the main content out uh-huh. for people to enjoy and follow up which could happen to this episode yeah it's getting late in the day (laughs) so we've talked about it i don't know that we're going to make it a formal i would rather have the entire episode out in one piece but Mm -hmm. if it comes down to not being able to get something in the feed until wednesday or thursday Mm -hmm. then i say we split it into two yeah so we we're kind of playing it that's kind of our um slippage card kind of thing (laughs) Which we totally, I mean, I don't know that we slipped last week. It was literally impossible for us to do an episode last week. Literally, physically impossible. So we were glad that we got two in the feed late in the week Mm -hmm. to make up for it. But, you know, that's not anything that we ever intend. Yeah. It's not like, woo, we did two. Now we don't have to do next week's. No, that was not the Put our feet up. (laughs) No. And it was like a nightly, oh my God, I can't believe we can't. We still, uh, 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 uh. But, you know, you guys know how it gets. You guys, especially the you guys with kids. School's mm-hmm. fixing to start up. Things are crazy. 
<laughs> so thank you for not complaining too much. <laughs> We've gotten a couple of nudges, but nobody's really, you know, pitched a fit this time. So thank <laughs> you. And also continuing from Ward Smythe, speaking about new rewards for players, what about a vet reward or a TF badge that allows you to unslot enhancements without deleting them? They do give one out in Terra Volta called... No. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Since that's our little trick. I think I my initial thought on that is that well, once you learn how to attain a certain level of flight speed, how do you unlearn it? Because, mm. you know, you're not just buying a new knife. You're not buying a new this. You're not mm-hmm. buying a new that. You're actually attaining the knowledge of, you know, when you get a new power, now you've learned this. You know, whatever power it is, you've gained that level of knowledge. Mm. So enhancements is increasing that knowledge. I don't know how you would unlearn something without doing a total respect. As far as, like, logic of the game. I don't know if that holds, because with an SO, then how do you suddenly lose it when it goes red? You weren't studying. (laughs) I viewed them as consumables. That it's, you know, it's like a, I don't know, super-powered shot you get, and it loses its efficiency. Right. I don't know. And it gets used up and goes away forever. And I don't really... Except for IOs. I don't really think of it as an issue because we just respec when we need to. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. I think the economy got so strange. There's so much more influence in the game now Mm. that it hasn't seemed to be an issue, though I don't know if that's my personal experience with our 50s funding everything (laughs) or if it's really... There's just seems to be more money in the game in general. Because honestly, I haven't been really handing much money down to my characters. Yeah. yeah. I need to. We haven't been funding very much. Well, you haven't been. But I've been doing all of the bulk of the, like, real money making. Like, you sell stuff off, mm-hmm. which I have forbidden you to do lately. Oh, right. Because I caught you selling off some recipes that I was actually <laughs> freaking buying. And I thank you for your patronage. Shut up. <laughs> So as I'm trying to get um, IO'd up and some mm-hmm. set bonuses and stuff on mine, I've been looking out for ones for yours, too. And once you decide whether you're playing the Peace Bringer or the Controller, mm. yeah. then I will be giving you some because it'll take several tens of millions true. to get you IO'd up the way I kind of planned. So. Very true. You haven't, but <laughs> I have. I just play. You just play. You la, just la, chase. La, la, la. <laughs> Without a care in the world. Oh, that pesky auction house. Another comment from Wordsmith is, Murr is awesome in response to the interview. I'm still working my way through all her. I should be writing podcasts. I'm on number 41. Soon I'll have absorbed enough of her writing knowledge to submit my first story to immediate acceptance. (laughs) My secret superpower is learning from other people's mistakes. Well, not entirely. Some mistakes you just have to make on your own or else you Mm. don't learn nothing. True. My wife and I just started listening to Playing for Keeps, and I definitely intend to buy it on Amazon on August 25th. Awesome. From Gazer Beam in response to episode 32, I saw the Parsec nominations and congrats on being nominated. Thank you. Thank you. A hearty cheer for all your good work from a dude who's been listening since day one before Viv invaded. (laughs) (laughs) Encroached. (laughs) Encroached. Good luck to you. Thank you. Wow, honey, you did have listeners before I started. (laughs) Zing. No, I'm just playing. I know you did. Wow. 
you did it was a joke just jokes that's what he says to me I guys some ice for that burn oh listen to this he says these little snarky comments to me and he goes jokes just jokes what see what happens when i joke back he can't take it <laughs> no i knew you had listeners that's awesome and i love that i just love that since before viv invaded <laughs> From Gigapulse in response to episode 32. Well, for the first time ever, for me, iPod cut the show. Thank goodness you mm. have it here. Oh, that's so Bummer. frustrating. That has never happened to me on any podcast, including ours. Because I download ours and listen to it before we record again. Mm. And it's completedness. That never happens to me. I don't use iTunes. <laughs> yes, so your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> Your statement does mm -hmm. not count at all. <laughs> <laughs> and from Wordsmith, Podkong strikes again. Hell hath no fury like a monkey scorned. Mm. By the way, anyone else hear about the monkey that was running amok in the Japanese subway? 30 cops couldn't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the headline about a monkey giving them problems, but I, oh I never actually read the article. <laughs> And from Nod, yay, new freebie in response to the playing for keeps free people. Oh. <laughs> cool. Yay for Nod. <laughs> and that's it for comments, you guys. You just spoil us with feedback. More comment love. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we appreciate everybody writing in. Yeah. And I wanted to mention that we've had some emails from Fantastic Foe, who has been working on... A feature. Yes. Multi-part feature. You made an offhand comment. Yeah, I mentioned in an episode, or I think... He gave feedback. That's right. He gave feedback saying, wouldn't it be cool if <laughs> there was a feature on I.O. sets, and specifically which sets work well together right. to accomplish certain goals? And I had said, that would be cool. You should write it. <laughs> <laughs> in an offhand way. And he's been writing it. I know. He's got this amazing content. Yeah. And we wanted to try to make it this episode. Didn't work out. But hopefully next episode will yeah. be part one of yeah. Fantastic Foes I.O. set. The next main feature. Mm -hmm. We'll make that promise. The next feature that we do will be Pat's mm -hmm. I.O. info. And the we Fantastico thank you so much. Fantastic IO set extravaganza. We really appreciate all the hard work he's put into it because we've been so time crunched lately. It's mm -hmm. just awesome. We really appreciate it, Pat. You rock. That's coming. So, yeah. Get your ear holes ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> As for we that candy. Cram Pat's knowledge in your ear hole. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Ear hole candy. <laughs> Get your ear holes ready for that candy. <laughs> It'll be tasty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> tasty ear hole candy. So if you would like to contribute <laughs> to the show, you can always do so by sending an email to cohpodcast at gmail.com. You can also post directly on our site at cohpodcast.com. And of course, we love receiving voicemails. At 206-203-1661. And don't forget to join our forums at cohpodcast.com slash forums. Yes. And everybody say congrats to Brian Katarski for winning a signed copy of Playing for Keeps by mm -hmm. Merle Lafferty. And if you are one of those lucky ones getting to go to Dragon Con or PAX, then 
you know, raise a beer for us and <laughs> think of us sitting and crying in the corner because we can't go off and have wild fun at a crazy convention with you guys. Sigh. Well. <laughs> but have a great time while you're there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Good hunting heroes. This podcast, its hosts, and websites are not in any way affiliated with NCSoft, Cryptic Studios, or City of Heroes. All views expressed are solely of the hosts and their guests. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License, which is explained in detail at cohpodcast.com. Good hunting, heroes.